Do you feel like you have to be perfect to be present? Does it feel isolating to define yourself by your previous experiences? If so, today's episode is for you. I share part of my personal testimony of going from vulnerability to victory, and I encourage you in your next steps to do the same. If you are a woman wanting more like I was, then tune in. Hey, hey, mama. Welcome back to the Treasured Mama podcast. I'm Corey Messer, a Kingdom Life Coach and Messy Mompreneur, and I want to know if you're like me. Have you ever felt like you've lost yourself in all the things? Or perhaps you just need some encouragement on this messy journey of authentic motherhood? In this space, we love sharing routines, rhythms, and real stories of real moms as we declutter our heads, our hearts, and our homes to discover clarity and confidence. If you're ready to gain clarity on who God designed you to be, create simple systems for a more peaceful household, and connect with other mamas doing the same, this podcast is right up your alley. My prayer is this episode will encourage you, so grab a drink, take a mommy moment, and listen in to today's goodness. Welcome, welcome back, Mama. I am so excited to have you here back on the podcast for us to connect. Today, I would love to share with you a little bit of my story so you know who you're listening to and we have an opportunity to connect on a deeper level. I always say to my personal training clients that I'm not going to ask you to do something that I have not personally experienced or know of somebody who has personally experienced something because I believe that if I'm going to ask you to do something, I should be able to reciprocate in the best way that I'm able. And so here is me sharing a little bit of my testimony, my backstory, and my hope behind this is that it will help you see that you're not alone. Many times we see people on a podcast, on social media of any kind, on a networking show, at an event, and when we see them in their current state, we assume that's how it's always been. And for so many people, dare I say, all women, that's not the case because there was a journey that got them from where they were to where they currently are. So I wanted to share a little bit about that. Um, I am a twin and I have a younger brother as well. So two brothers and myself, I grew up in a military household, which means we had the opportunity to move around a lot. I like to joke that I saw more of the world in my first 10, 12 years of life than I have in the last 20 plus years. And I say that jokingly, but it's actually very true. And so what a gift to have been given. And I look back on the sacrifices that my parents made and I'm forever grateful. I am eternally grateful. So shout out to mom and dad for your sacrifices, for your love and the way that you have poured into all of us kids that has really helped us cultivate some of these skills that we have today. One of those is public speaking. I always loved and admired that my dad was such a phenomenal public speaker and I always desired to have that but I didn't really believe that I could develop it. Seeing my dad rise up and step out and speak at amazing events and getting called to speak at events that were direct result of his service in the army, 
Thank you, veterans. Thank you specifically to my dad and my brother, but thank you all veterans. We so appreciate what you do. That is a major value for us here at the podcast is to support veterans as well. So more to come with that in the future. But getting back to sort of the story, one of the things I was actually forced to develop were social skills. Because when you move from one place to the next, you leave your old friend group behind and you're put in this position, an opportunity to develop new friendships. I'm really, really grateful for that because I would not be here today doing this, at least in this capacity, had I not had so many opportunities to develop communication and empathy and listening skills. I'm so grateful for that time. When I look back to my childhood, I was the quiet kid, the one in the background. I was always very nurturing and I didn't speak up a lot because my brother, my twin brother, was more naturally developed in that capacity. And I began to partner with this lie, and this is a key mama, I began to partner with this lie that my voice didn't have value that I was meant to be in the back, unseen, unheard, and now I absolutely know why that was a temptation for me, why I felt like there was an assault on my voice. There was. The kingdom of darkness is a very real thing. The kingdom of light, God's kingdom, is a very real thing. We get to choose who we're going to partner with. Unfortunately, when I was younger, I didn't realize that I was giving in to something so much bigger than just, I don't have value in my voice. Of course, I can see now that the assault on my voice was because God has called me to be a teacher. God has called me to share with all of you and pour into you. And so I am so delighted and grateful that I was able to overcome in that capacity with Heavenly Father, that he didn't leave me because he is a good, good father, that he continued to encourage me in speaking out and speaking up. And now we have this platform to connect and do life with. Thank you, Jesus, for that. We always give him glory. That was sort of the journey of my voice and becoming more comfortable and confident in speaking up and stepping out and sharing those things. I want to bring you now to this point of junior high, high school, which is a little bit messy for all of us. And for myself, I always sort of fit in a little bit of all the camps. I was an athlete. I was an academic. I did forensics activities. I did lots of extracurriculars. The people that didn't have a lot of friends at the table, I would go sit with them. But I would also fit in at the table where, quote, the cool kids were. But I never felt like I was all of me in all of the places. I almost felt not like a chameleon, but for the sake of this analogy, I felt like there was a certain part of me they would see way more than the others. I was maybe more compassionate when I was at the table with the ladies that didn't have as many friends for a number of reasons. Or when I was at the table with the popular group, maybe I was showing more of my sinful side, if I'm being honest, even if I wasn't engaging in gossip. I wasn't speaking against it. When we were doing the athletic thing, there was a certain side they saw of me there. And I share that with you to say that if you've walked through a season where you felt like you were just kind of blending in just to fit in, but God was really calling you to step out, there's no condemnation in the kingdom of God. But conviction, let it convict you, let it prompt you to show up different 
now, especially if you're a mama, so that your kids see the Christ-like behaviors you desire for them to live out implemented and modeled by your behaviors. That's exciting because we can shift the next generation by showing up in that fresh way. I really notice that about myself when I look back. I also realized in full transparency, there was a lot of false humility that I believed was real humility. Because I was lacking in some confidence, I would go do things that were really nice and I would do it so that that person could be blessed But when I look back, I realize I was also doing it for me, for a selfish reason to build me up. Like if I don't feel confident in my skill sets, I do feel confident in being able to build this person up and that builds me up. So sometimes, even more so than the benefit for the person, I would be doing it to build me up and help me believe I am a good person. So again, I share that with you because I think so many women walk through seasons where we either lose sight of who we are or we're grasping at straws to have something from a previous season. I used to be an athlete. I used to be the single woman that had more time. I used to be fill in the blank. We're either doing that where we're grasping at those straws, trying to partner with something from an old season, or we're simply looking forward and partnering with lack of, I want to be this, but I'm not. Do you see how there's some dissonance there? Do you see how that causes us to show up as less than God has designed us? We don't want to be partnering with an old season. We don't want to be partnering with lack because we're not yet where we want to be. Instead, we give God thanks for where we are right now in this season and this moment. We become convicted to do it different. And then we walk that bad boy out with spirit filled community. That's a key and that's part of why this podcast has been created because for years, and I'm going to share a story in just a moment, for years I prayed to God, God, I want just three women that will reciprocate in their friendship with me. Just three, God. I feel like I'm always pouring out and I'm never getting in return. And I felt like women just didn't like me. I wasn't allowing them to see the most intimate, vulnerable sides of me, which pushed them away because they felt like they were sharing that with me and I wasn't willing to do it with them. So the very thing that I was displeased with in their behaviors, I was actually cultivating unbeknownst to me because of my unwillingness to be vulnerable. That process right there is something we could unpack for an entire year. When I went to God first, he made it clear who he'd already placed in my life that I was overlooking to connect with in that capacity. And when I followed his directive first, that vertical relationship, even before I reached out to anybody, you think of a horizontal relationship, right? Going out to your side. That is when things began to shift for me. That is when I not only realized that I was deserving of these relationships, furthermore, God had provided them for me And I was completely missing the mark. I wasn't engaging with these women because I was partnering with lack mentality, fear of their judgment. When God said, walk in confidence. I have provided you with this community and it's been game changer. And side note, he didn't just give me three women. He literally gave me communities to pour into me and communities for me to pour into. It is reciprocal. There's an opportunity to release, but also to receive, to encourage and to be encouraged, to bless and to be a blessing. And that is what I hope to cultivate for you here in this space 
as well. Then we move from graduation and we go into college life and that was a wild ride. I was forced to make some decisions on what are my values and am I willing to compromise them or not? And if so, in what circumstances? I began to pick a different path than many of my peers. It was a good path, but it wasn't the God path. It wasn't what God had called me to do. I made some poor decisions. I didn't steward things well. This led to a period of my life where I experienced three major tragedies in a nine-month period of time. I was very broken walking through those tragedies, and I was certainly not my best self. When I look back on that time, I realized that I pressed into God. That is the reason why I'm here today, to be able to share with you in this capacity. It's also interesting and worth noting those tragedies happened over a new birth cycle. When a mom is pregnant, generally we articulate she is pregnant for nine months. I experienced those tragedies in that nine month birthing cycle. You know what God has done with that? He has allowed me to birth new life into a multitude of situations because I was able to overcome in those scenarios by partnering with him. If I would have partnered with him fully in the first place, two of those would not have happened. God's really convicted me to share this. Some built-in relatability that happens when we are stepping out and sharing vulnerably in the ways that God has called us to. I want to help you. That is so my desire here is to help you if that is helping you gain clarity on your identity in Christ. If that is helping you in simplicity as you simplify your life. There's your identity. There is simplicity. And there's community. And those are the three main aspects of this podcast. We talked about our identity in Christ. We talked about simplifying your communication. We simplified God first, people second. And now we're talking about community, Christ-centered community. When I started opening up to Christ-centered people, that is when I really began to have the support to break through in these areas And now I have authority in those areas to help other women do the same thing because what does the Bible say? We overcome by the blood of the lamb and the power of our testimony. So that's why I'm here testifying before you today to build that belief so that you know, man, if God did it for her, he can absolutely do it for me as well. I remember a few years back, I awoke to a crying baby and my hair was unwashed. I had morning breath. It was me. That is where I was at in that stage of life. I remember going in like I always did to check my toddler's room, who was two at the time, and I found his bed empty. I scooped up my little snuggly bug, which was my new baby at the time, and took that little love bundle downstairs. We just kind of sauntered down the stairs in that, you know how you do just in those early mornings and you got little kids and you're You're trying to take a moment. My heart was just filled with so much joy because as I came down the stairs and I turned into our living room, I saw my sweet little toddler snuggling daddy. And maybe he was newly three. I think he was newly three. But regardless, he was snuggling with his daddy. And I remember experiencing this overwhelming, in the best way possible, feeling of gratitude. I was overcome with this delight for the day today because at one point in my life when I was walking through those tragedies, I couldn't even conceive this life was a possibility, much less my current reality. My first pregnancy ended in miscarriage and when I walked through that, I began to partner with the lie that something was wrong with me, that I would never be able to carry a child. I established 
this story, created this story, you partnered with this story, that one isolated incident was now going to be an absolute in my life. And that's just not true. Case in point, at the time of this recording, we have four miraculous, beautiful children. So let that testify to you if you're walking through a season of infertility, if you're walking through a season of infant loss, if you're walking through a season of singleness, know that God is a redemptive God and he redeems all time. So continue to partner with him. Ask him what he wants you to know in this season because oftentimes he is giving us an opportunity to grow in stewardship. So then when we do receive the things that we desire, we can steward them well and sustain them for a lifetime, not just a season. Going back to the story, I was so overcome. I was super delighted because, like I said, I couldn't even conceive this life was a possibility, much less my reality. From my teens through most of my 20s, I struggled with feeling like I wasn't good enough. I really felt like I needed to be more than, quote, just me to belong in any of those groups that I had mentioned before. Has that ever been you? In my teenage years, I placed my value in the validation, or lack thereof, from other people. If somebody said I was beautiful, I would feel beautiful. If somebody said I was ugly, I would feel ugly. I would partner with their words regardless of their truth. That's very important because our words have power. The Bible says power of life and death are in the tongue. When we really get that, we realize how important it is to administer great self-control with the words that we're releasing over our children and other people, but over ourselves. What is our internal dialogue? Because in my teens, when I place value in the validation or lack thereof other people's words towards me, I felt very stuck with the people that I was surrounded with. Yes, you can go out and find community, but also in high school, there were certain people I was exposed to every single day because I was in high school and they were people in my class or in my school. I struggled with that. To my early 20s, I shifted from just taking their words as truth to focusing on how I could make their words be appealing. I shifted into pleasing others regardless of the expense even at the expense of my own well-being. Maybe that's you. Maybe you are trying to do everything you can and anything you can, if we go back to the chameleon example, to appease other people and please them. And sometimes you are compromising your ethics, your values. Sometimes you're compromising your own emotional well-being, your own mental health, because you become so hyper-focused on whatever they need to make them feel better. Then in my mid-20s, that's when I really had that breakdown. That sounds like a hard word to use. Literally was at a point where I was like, Lord Jesus, this has to be different or I'm going to be done. And this was one of those breakdowns, you know, the kind where you wake up and you're just crying, you're sobbing uncontrollably. You're both scared to be alone with your thoughts and feelings, but you also feel hopeless that anybody outside of you would be willing to help you. There's a fear of asking for help because people might actually help, which sounds so backwards, but it was the reality of where I was. And unfortunately, I believe that is an experience for many women. The reason we're afraid that they might actually help because that means we have to actually let them see us for us. Even more, it means confronting who we have become in our own behaviors. When we begin to take responsibility for getting to this place where we're at, there is freedom in going to God and asking for forgiveness and stepping up different. There's such a freedom, which that's another thing we're gonna focus on a lot is how do we walk in more freedom so that we can live the lifestyle that we desire 
knowing that the lifestyle we desire is us partnering with the abundance that Christ has for us. And the first step, the first step of getting out of the pain and into the joy is very simple, but it's profound. It does require vulnerability. There's victory in vulnerability. It does involve speaking up. We need to share what it is that we need. It also includes doing something new. You may have heard that phrase, if you want something different, it's gonna require you doing something different, something you've never done before. Mama, please let this be a testimony to you and any other women in your life. If God did it for me, he can do it for you, amen? I don't see your beautiful face. I don't know what you're walking through in this moment, but I do know that I am super excited to share this podcast with you, speak about things on here as I'm vulnerably sharing and doing the new thing through this podcast. My hope is to remind you of the treasure you carry, not only as a mama, but also God's daughter, a woman of God. That very simple but profound first step to getting out of the pain and into the joy, it's really going to God. You go to God and cry out to him. I always tell people he can handle your mess because he already knows it exists. It's time we shift from stopping this belief of I have to avoid the mess. I have to be perfect. No, you get to meet Messiah, meet Jesus, meet Holy Spirit in the messy middle. Meet him in the day-to-day mundane activities. Know that he's there. Know that he loves you and know that he wants to speak directly to you. When we show up in the day-to-day mess and we meet him in the mundane, that is where the relationship is developed. That is where we cultivate new patterns in our life. That is where we overcome the overwhelm and we begin to see things as an opportunity. Opportunity. And beautiful one, what an opportunity it is for us to connect in this way, in this capacity. I'm going to close us out in prayer and I would love to have you share this episode out with anybody that you know it would bless. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for this incredible journey we are about to embark on where we engage in a treasure hunt of uncovering your truth, implementing it in our lives, and then sharing it with those that we have opportunity to encounter. I I pray that these beautiful treasured mamas that are listening in God would go out and not just have acquired this information, but they've actually learned it so it's knowledge and then they apply it so that it is wisdom. God, you are a good, good father. You have created these incredible women for such a time as this, an Esther moment, for such a time as this to have breakthrough, to establish these multi-generational legacies of abundant freedom, God. And so my prayer is that they would go forth and do absolutely blessed and be a blessing beloved hey mama one quick thing before you go if this podcast blessed you in some way the number one way you can pay it forward is to head over to itunes treasured mama podcast and leave a review and subscribe to the channel